welcome to another episode of Valheim Podcast. We have a very special guest with us today, but first I'd like to welcome Sean. Sean, how are you doing, buddy? I'm, I'm really good. Thank you very much. I feel fantastic. It's a beautiful day here in Minnesota. And um, yeah, we have a really, really special guest from a very far away place. Uh, you know, uh, one of your homeland places, which I think is really, really cool. A place that you visited, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. And um, so that makes it triple cool. And then just, you know, a person on the rise, a person who, you know, I think that we are really excited to, to have on the show today. Yeah, Nikki, welcome to the show. Uh, you got a lot of stuff uh, going on in your life. You seem like a super busy person, and you play Valheim, and you're from Oslo, which is super cool when you put all those together. Hi, how are you doing? Hey, guys, I'm doing good, thank you. And thank you so much for that introduction. That's uh, <laughs> very cool to hear for me who's in the middle of everything. It just feels like chaos at the moment, but it's chaos with a purpose, so that's good. <laughs> Yeah, that's one thing I noticed about you right away watching your stream is you have so much going on in your life. It really seemed like when I asked if you could be on the podcast, you're like, well, I got this hour chunk here. The rest of the week is booked full, but I do have this one hour that I can get you in. Can yeah. you tell us a little bit, a bit about what keeps you so busy? Because it seems like you have your toes in a lot of different pools. Yeah, well, um, the ultimate, ultimate, what I am, I am an actress. And what I am doing and constantly working towards is being able to work as an actress full time. Um, and uh, I am located in Norway. Norway has an in, uh, film industry, but it's quite small. Um, and I really want to work internationally as well. So as part of that, um, building up your social media, you know, uh, trying to be on every single channel, trying to connect with people, um, also learning, training, all of that sort of stuff. Um, so I have TikTok, Instagram, I stream on Twitch every week, um, and then I do training every week as an actor. I also have a full-time job. I am a head of production for an animation company, so I do that during the, during the week. And then um, I do table reads every weekend to keep my acting up to speed and also to help out my writer friends. Um, I am networking, you know, building... Um, building a community of creators, both on Clubhouse and Twitch and Twitter and all of that. So there's this quite a lot of stuff, but it all has one purpose, and that is working full time as an actor. And I can't do that without having a network, without having people who support me throughout the process. So yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Can you tell us uh, where to find you really quick? The exacts of if, if people want to find you on TikTok. Uh, I know you're NixieB, that's N-I-X-I-B on Twitch. Yes, that's my streamer name. Um, it was, previously it was Miss Bangin because Bangin is my surname, but I made an executive decision not to use my surname on Twitch because it, it invites a lot of jokes, <laughs> which I really don't <laughs> mind. But... But it, it gets a little extreme, especially on Twitch. So I thought Nixie B was a little bit more of a gamer name. Okay, sure. Um, and then on TikTok and uh, Twitter, it's N Bangin. So it stands for Nicolina Bangin, which is my name. Um, and then on Instagram, it's Miss Bangin. And then I have a cosplay page on Instagram, which is called Geeky Glober, as in I'm geeky and I'm globing, so I'm traveling around the world while in cosplay most of the time. Um, and uh, my YouTube channel is also called Geeky Glober. So, yeah. 
That's amazing. All right. I want to get to this game Valheim and then I'll circle back to some of the other stuff that you're doing. Uh, I was watching uh, a bunch of your VODs uh, last night on Valheim. Looks like you normally play with one person. Is that the way it usually goes for you as far as uh, your community? Well, yeah. I mean, I only have a very small community on um, Twitch. It's an amazing community. They've sort of been around since my first ever stream. Uh, my first ever stream went horribly wrong. That was about three years ago. And I didn't have any mods. I didn't have any security. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> so I got bombarded with stuff that you do not want to see on Twitch. And I nearly gave up. Um, but then uh, a bunch of people reached out afterwards and said, hey, we are mods. We can help you out. We can give you some tips, you know. So I started a Discord and I started talking to these people. Um, and they've just been there on and off. And a lot of them are lurking, of course, to just show, show their support. But I just think it's a beautiful community. And um, about two years ago, I started playing Don't Starve Together. And I got... Um, four or five people that were on and off gaming with me uh, playing that. And we played it really heavily, intensely for a good two years. And I think we all kind of just went, it, 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 you get to the point where, because it's a sandbox, you get to the point where it's just repetitive and you're just doing sure. the same thing. Um, so one of them, Max, who's the one that I'm playing with at the moment, he suggested Valheim because he started playing it himself. And I was like, oh, let's give it a go, you know? And then, um, yeah, the first time we tried it, I just had so much fun that I figured, you know, let's just keep doing this for a while. And it's a good game. So uh, I, and of course, we Max and I always play every single week. That's what we do. But anyone else is also invited. So if people come along and they're just like, oh, can we join you? Can we show you our base? You know, can we have a look? Max and I are always like we invite everyone in um, and we're always open for uh, testing out other people's. The only rule that we have is do not like please respect the server. Do not yeah. go in and raid it and burn things down and destroy <laughs> things. <laughs> don't be don't be rude. <laughs> Apart from that, just come in and have fun. That's our uh, motto. Can you um, talk a little bit more about your community and, and how you build it and and how you went about building it and was that for like a four piece in your mind when you went about doing this or was it just um was it just something that kind of happened by you getting involved with uh, your current project oh um to be honest i am terrible at that sort of stuff like i have no idea what i'm doing especially when it comes to twitch um but i have loved playing video games my whole life um it's been one of those things that i just it, it's it's so much fun and it's a good thing to do with friends. It's a good thing to do by yourself. And as you get older, your timetable sort of fills up and you have limited time. So someone actually suggested to me, why don't you stream while you're playing? Because I play video games. I was like, oh, that's a good idea. I can add another platform to the platforms that I'm building for my acting career to reach out to people, to get to know new people and also for new people to get to know me and watch my journey, I guess. Um, so my approach is just, I just started gaming and then anyone who wants to come hang out and join in on the games, anything like that, um, I'm open to. And uh, I just try to have a good conversation with everyone who's watching and all of that. And, you know, it's not a big community, but there it's a regular community, like people show up and that's all that matters to me. I'm not 
my end goal is not to be really big and famous on Twitch. It's just to have fun and play video games with friends. And then everyone who comes in becomes a friend. So that's sort of my, uh, my approach towards it. And it's worked so far for me. So. <laughs> so what is it about Valheim? If you were to try to uh, tell somebody what the game's about or why it's special, uh, what would you pinpoint? For me, as a Norwegian, um, it, the, the, the main appeal is probably that it's based in the Norse mythology, which is very, very cool. Like, um, I know not every Norwegian is going to be like super fan of the Norse mythology and stuff like that. But for me, who is genuinely interested in that, um, it's a beautiful game. Um, and it's, I really enjoy sort of the sandbox sort of building games where you can follow a little bit of a storyline, but you have mostly the freedom to do what you want. And it's sort of hunting, gathering, building a base, um, gaming with multiplayers, like more uh, gaming with friends, stuff like that. Um, so that's probably what I would say. It's a mythology based um, sandbox sort of building game that if you like, stuff like Age of Empires, if you like um, Oblivion, if you like stuff like that, it is more of a game that you will have more freedom in to do what you want. Because a lot of the time, like I really enjoy stuff like Oblivion and Skyrim and stuff like that as well. But there is certain limitations to what you can do there. Like sometimes I want to hunt and gather. Sometimes I want to build a house instead of having to win a house somehow you know right so yeah that's the appeal for me i uh, i like to have a little bit more freedom in my games <laughs> excuse my ignorance here but um is it possible for you in somewhere in norway like let's say within a couple hours of where you live to drive to a castle that is is still <laughs> you know to like to like have the, like or go out in the forest and have it be somewhat similar to that environment yeah, well, you won't see that big tree, you know, that's up in the stars. <laughs> that, that is part of the mythology of it all. But um, right, right. and you won't see like the giant tree ants or, you know, monsters like that. But mm -hmm. you can go into the woods and it will look somewhat similar. And you'll find like old farms because, you know, some places in Valheim, you'll find like abandoned farm area or houses mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, you can find that. And yes, there are some ruins and castles and stuff like that, but it's not like everywhere. Right, 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 right. Yeah, but it is quite mythological here. I mean, if you drive a few hours up north, you'll find giant, jagged, snow-capped mountains, and you'll find deep fjords. You'll find there. There is a lot of forestation here, um, mm. and uh, the general rule is that you can camp pretty much anywhere, so as long as it's not like um bothering anyone like you can't go set up a tent in someone's garden but you can go into the forest behind your house and set up a tent there if you want to you know it's pretty cool so i visited norway for a few months because i have some relatives who are out there and especially one relative who was putting mm -hmm. together the whole family tree and so i like connected with him and stuff like that and i actually went to a farm in the deep woods with a relative of mine odd sigmund and uh, he put me to work. Oh, my gosh, I woke up the next morning, and I couldn't close my hand because he had me. Basically, they were cutting down trees and getting just all the wood prepared, they would let it sit out all summer, right to dry out. Yeah, it was my job to pick up like the quarter of a tree after they cut it into quarters and like bring it over to the machine. I couldn't make a, I, he woke me up in the morning. I'm like, odd, I can't move my hand. And he just like giggled. He's like, ah, you softy. 
you soft city boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there is definitely variations of people. Like you'll have people like that, and then you'll have people who grew up in the city and who don't um, work with their hands, who work sure. work with their mind. You know, <laughs> I guess. I guess you can say that. Yeah. But, yeah. I actually got Sean a t-shirt from the Oslo Museum. Remember mm -hmm. that, Sean? I do. I remember the um, pictures you sent me of the really cool um, sculpture garden. Uh, sculpture garden, yeah. The yeah, faces yeah, and yeah, like yeah. the rocks oh, yeah. and stuff. So the Narnia cool. Park. I like to call it that for people oh, who are visiting. Oh, sweet. Yeah, because that's it's a perfect like petrified way. people, but it's not actually petrified people. It just looks like it. But yeah, yeah, that's a perfect way to describe it. That's so cool. Like a Gorgon came through and just stoned everybody. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. Definitely. Did you play Dungeons and Dragons? I have played it. Yes, I'm yeah. still playing it. Um, but I had, uh, I will be honest and say I've only played it once. Um, I played it with my partner and a few friends who were in Ireland. So we played it over Zoom. It was so much fun. Definitely going to do it again. But it's finding the time. That's the issue. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just coordinating everybody is so hard. Yeah. Um, it takes about we played for six hours it was like the first game and i can't believe it went for six hours i was like whoa we actually played this game for six hours and we haven't even like scratched the surface yet it's crazy Very that's cool. so cool that's so cool and i don't even know where you find time to do that because i think you do some other things i didn't even hear hear you mention aren't you uh part of a lord of the rings podcast as well you know a lot about lord of the rings lore as well as the new amazon show coming out oh yeah yeah i'm absolutely like tolkien is my hero like um i have read all of his books and i am super geeky i'm not to the level where you know there's a tolkien society of all these scholars who actually have studied him and his language and all that in depth which i think is incredible but um i haven't like i haven't had the time to go that much in depth all i know is that i love the world i love i love what he's written what he's created um, and yeah, so I ended up on a podcast with three uh, other guys who are major Tolkien fans who run their own individual channels as well. And so we do that every Friday. And uh, what's the name of that podcast? It's called Fellowship. Well, it's called Council of Fans and nice. it's run by Fellowship of Fans, who nice. is a separate YouTube channel. And we I, will, we'll, we'll put up links for all this stuff at the end at, in, our, in our Discord oh. in the podcast. <laughs> Thank and you. I heard you mention that uh, maybe you're an elf in a different life or you want to be an elf. If you were a Tolkien elf, there's two major camps of elves, right? In the yes, Tolkien well, world. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's uh, two major camps, I guess. I guess you can say it like that, but there's different kinds of elves, you know, um, and they're different based on where they, they've lived, you know. There's Lothorian, there's Rivendell, and then there's the whole, like, umbrella of that with which is the wood elves and then you have the ones that um lived in linden and everything it's going to be interesting to see in the show um because you'll see more of that uh oh. they'll be more in depth that's what i'm guessing anyway is we don't know any show with a bunch yeah. of episodes kind of like uh game of thrones style like it could, could go on for years for, oh yeah presumably. for sure i'm hoping it will go on for years but we don't know we just the thing with amazon and this show is that they have been absolutely incredible at keeping a lid on everything okay which is i think it's unseen before how a production of this proportion has been able to keep everything so secret wow um 
so we don't know anything any everything we say in the podcast is basically just discussions on our end um but we're all very excited to see what will happen because it will expand on middle earth and the world and everything that happened before the lord of the rings and before the hobbit which is going to be i think it's going to be epic anyway <laughs> so if you're if the if the person that you work with that helps you get your gigs called you and said you get to choose what elf you're going to play <laughs> in this next upcoming oh gosh who would, who would you choose um the thing with this show is that they're based in second age and mm. a lot of the elves there aren't like there's so many stories like the amazon has been giving some space to create new characters in relation to the timeline as long as they're canon as long as they stick to um like the actual timeline and the stories that happen they can create anything within that world which makes it a little bit difficult to say which ones and we don't know where in the second age they're going to start and where they're going to end so we don't actually know which characters the only one that we think we know that has been very much applied is of course galadriel she's already cast um and i think she's perfect for the role uh morford clark um that's the speculation. No one has come out and said that she's going right, to play right. Galadriel, but that is the general understanding of things. Okay. Um, I guess maybe out of the characters that I know of, um, I think maybe, to be honest, I, I don't really know. Mm. Uh, it's really hard to say. But would um, you take the job? Would you say yes? Yes. <laughs> if they said you had to pack up your stuff today mm -hmm. and you're leaving the country to go to New Zealand tomorrow mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and you will be living in New Zealand for the next six years, wow. uh, mm -hmm. I would be like, sure. We're not? doing New so Zealand again, huh? That's smart. Of course, yes. It was a big uh, discussion whether or not they were going to do Scotland or New Zealand. Um, okay. But New Zealand will always be, I guess, Middle Earth from the beginning. Um, and there was a big competition there. And I think it ended with um, New Zealand government offering them a lot of money. Yeah. Like they subsidized parts of the production because they know that it's, it's going to provide so many filmmakers and so many right. creatives with work over there for many years. So it's definitely worth it for them to have that a production of that big a scale that's going to take years to wrap. Awesome. Yeah. one of the things i find fast sorry jeff sorry no you go ahead one of the things i find fascinating about people is their ability to adapt to situations and um what it sounds like i don't know you personally obviously but um what it sounds like to me is that you've been able to take not only the skills that you want to portray as your life you know being an actress actor whatever it is that that um that you took taken that and you've taken all of your other abilities too like all of these other skills that you have and you're still applying them at a very high level like you've, you've mentioned like five or six different things that you do on a very high level and so i guess my question is how did you find yourself you know in the position to wanting to do it that way rather than just focusing on such a like a minute task or like a, a single focus um rather you've seemed to like use all of the scope of your ability to um, move yourself forward but did you go to school to learn these um, skills or was <laughs> it something that just came to you naturally how did you come um, to that well i i don't know like it's the norwegian think, spirit sean <laughs> <laughs> i like to sometimes blame it on my genetics like my brain um 
it's not it's never been diagnosed but sometimes i wonder if maybe i have a hint of adhd like my brain probably has something like that because mm. i i cannot focus on just one thing at at any given time i have to do more than one thing um otherwise i'll get restless uh the only the only time everything else goes silent is when i'm acting which is how i know that acting is what i'm supposed to do because it's mm. the only thing that i can do where nothing else matters like mm. everything else is just gone it's just the work it's just the character it's just the person that i'm playing against it's the whole imagination imagination the whole world around it that you create in your head as an actor mm. um so that's how i knew that i was uh, meant to be an actor but also um i remember doing private lessons once and the lady who was teaching me she looked at me at one point and she was like it sounds like you know you need to start focusing on actually honing your skills a lot more because it sounds like you normally you start with the acting and then you work your way out and you get more skills but you've started on the outer edges of things and then you have learned all of these other skills and you're gradually moving in towards acting and focusing on that because i i haven't done a bachelor i've done a lot of courses and lately the last 5 years i have really refocused and done a lot more acting training because i know that that's what i should focus on but they also say as an actor it's important for you to live your life you know you're not just an actor as in you that's not the only thing that you are if that's the only thing that you are and that that was the only thing that every actor in the world was what would be the difference between us you know we'd all yeah. be the same you kind of have yeah. to have your hobbies you have to have your interests you have to live your life you have to learn like how to act you learned through life you know life lessons uh, interrelations with people you know um the interests that you have um you, anything that gives you any kind of emotion whether it's frustration or anger or if it's excitement and euphoria you know or if it's Valheim and you're trying yeah. to drive the boat away while Blob's killing the boat. Oh and you saw that, mad, did you? You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm usually a very quiet and peaceful person, but whenever someone makes me drive a boat, whether it's going <laughs> together for Valheim, I, I I absolutely lose it because I cannot get that that thing to work. So I panic. And when yeah, I panic, I get aggressive. <laughs> very similar to experience Sean and I had uh, oh, getting getting a boat too close to uh, the shoreline near a swamp yeah. and being like, "This blob is attacking us. How do we get out of here?" And lots of screaming ensuing. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like the wind was also going crazy in the wrong direction, <laughs> so the boat kept getting getting pushed up on shore well, and, and he then put you in a tight little like he brought you into like a little pond right and he's like oh we'll just go down this stream here you can't go down that stream you had a big ass boat and he was trying to go down like a two-foot stream and just got you guys yeah. stuck there. in his defense though it did look like a little bit bigger of a stream on the map <laughs> but and we've never had that big a boat either is one of our friends who came in and uh actually he he's played Valheim a lot longer than us and he's built this massive massive um base and done all this cool stuff so he comes in every now and then and builds stuff for us or makes his own stuff um and so we kind of borrowed his boat and we probably shouldn't have and that that's what even that stressed me out even more because i was like oh no we're gonna ruin his boat and this yep. is gonna be my fault because i'm stuck here and these monsters are attacking and i was just like oh this is a bad idea 
So, yeah. I, by the way, I found it very entertaining. I was literally laughing. I was going to bed last <laughs> night watching the stream and I was laughing so hard because you were so, so chill. You're just so chill the whole time. And then once you're in a situation <laughs> where you can't solve it, you started getting pissed off at throwing the swear words Aww. left and right. I would thought it was so yeah. funny. Why won't and this I try damn to move? Too. Oh gosh. I, I really, I try not to swear too much because I'm, <laughs> I always have it in my mind that a lot of kids are also watching and oh, I want sure. to be like respectful towards them as well. But uh, yeah, when I get frustrated and stressed like that, I just can't control myself. And it's usually like, I will yell swear words and I will get aggressive, but I'm not like, I'm not blaming anyone and I'm not getting angry at anyone. I'm getting frustrated with myself and yes. with the game and yes. that's it. Um, so, and there's always like, once it's done, it's done. It's like, okay, that's all right. We just couldn't get that done. Oh, no worries. You know. Have there been moments in Valheim that have really surprised you? Like, oh my gosh, like you're scared or don't you get scared or just shocked by something you didn't know was in the game and it took you by surprise? Um, you know, the third boss, mm -hmm. Bone Mask? Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did not expect uh, that to be so hard. Um, because the first two are like, okay, especially yeah. if you're more people, it's easy to handle. But that one the third one was unexpectedly difficult and that yes. that stressed me out i don't know if you saw that stream max found it hilarious but i was just panicking and then uh we have this running joke of us because in the in the swamp we keep dying because yes. it's hard well that's, <laughs> they swarm you. that's the thing about the swamp it's supposed to be the third hardest but i know even you guys were mentioning it almost seems a little harder than the quote-unquote fourth hardest the snow just because there's so yeah. many monsters in the swamp. Before you know it, there's like eight things chasing you. Yeah, the snow is much easier, I feel, especially if you have like the the thing that prevents you from freezing. But um, we just have this running joke of us streaking through the woods because that's pretty much what we do <laughs> in every game. We die and then we just run back naked to get all our stuff. And it's just like, yep, yep, that's what we do. It's just how it's just how it is. <laughs> When, when you're fighting, do you prefer to like be bow and arrow or do you like to be sword and shield? Do you like to have a two-handed hammer? What's your favorite way to fight? Um, I am getting better with the bow and arrow. The thing I like about bow and arrow is that you can it keeps you away from whatever's attacking you, which, which prevents them from attacking you. And I'm terrible at blocking, mm. uh, but I am better with a, a shield, a sword um, without the shield. Uh, because the reason why I don't play first-person shooter games is because although my hand-eye coordination is great, I cannot get my aim right. So sure, I'm just yeah. running around and then I'm shooting air and then I'm doing this. And especially if I'm panicking as well, it just doesn't. It's <laughs> not, that game is not my friend. So yes, I would like to say bow and arrow, but I, I think probably my go-to will be the sword um, without the shield. And then I just end up dying and... I think yep. you're technically a better player than me, Sean. I think you'd rather have her helping you finish this game. I was watching <laughs> you and, and uh, like, at least like you're good at getting in there and smashing stuff. And then you're really good at knowing when to run and running properly. Sean always yells at me because he's like, if you're going to die, just run away, Jeff. Why, what the heck? There's a run yeah. button. It seems like you're pretty proficient in all that. Well, I try to be. Sometimes I forget myself, especially if, especially if the monster that we're fighting is close to dying. 
I will yeah, be yeah, self-sacrificing. Yeah. I'll be just charging in and just hitting and just be like, fuck it, I'm almost there. Just let's just, go. Just, let's go. And Max will be like, You're close to dying. You need to heal. I'm like, no, just just kill it. I can do this. I can do it. And then I die. <laughs> and then I have to go back. <laughs> but yeah, at least uh it helps a little bit. And yeah. do, do you do you get into the building side of the game too? I'd say like the you know, Jeff over there would would spend 90% of his time if, if it were given to him just building. Yeah. Um do you enjoy yeah. building the, the building? I do. Um, with the server that we're on, Max plays a little bit more than I do because he has a little bit more time to do that. Mm -hmm. um, so he's built this awesome base that I think is absolutely brilliant. And I don't, I don't want to mess with that. Like I don't get in and build with him, but I do have a separate account that I sometimes go in and build myself. So I'm slowly learning and figuring things out and I do really enjoy it. That's the reason why, like I, I enjoy playing the Sims because I enjoy making um, apartments look cool or building houses. Like I even spent, I think I spent 14 hours building a Hobbit house once on the Sims because <laughs> I wanted to, I, I just wanted to. Um, I didn't stream that because I find that a lot of the time when you stream a game that's single player, it should be something like, um, I don't know, something that more people are interested in. If you play something that people aren't interested in and it's a single player, no one's going to get involved and no one's going to be interested in watching your stream, especially for a small time streamer like me. So I try to play only multiplayer games that I can play with my friends online when I stream. But I really do enjoy the building. I just haven't really figured it out for Valheim yet because it's very specific. It's so hard to get the things to snap into place and then <laughs> all of a sudden there's a there's a roof that you've put on that just looks completely out of place because you just actually you accidentally clicked the button when it wasn't clicked in. And it's it's a little frustrating, but I'm getting better. <laughs> um can you talk a little bit about I saw three things on your stream that I didn't quite understand, or I suppose two things in a question. One was, I could have sworn when you were at a crafting table, it just lit up all these things that you could make, but you didn't have all those things in your inventory, it didn't seem. Did, yeah. Is it because you're playing Valheim Plus? Is it because you made a certain type of storage box that allows you to access your materials when you're at a crafting table? Why were you able to do that? Because I've never been able to do that. It's the, it's the extension. It's a mod, um, Valheim Plus. So it's just a mod that you download from the Valheim Plus website. And then you get like this um, text document that you just put in and then you can edit, you know, whether you want your friends to be able to see the whole map that you've explored. Um, there's quite a lot of stuff that you can modify in there, which we've found quite useful because for me, um, yes, gaming and exploring and everything is a lot of the experience i am a little bit against speed running and stuff like that because i just feel like you don't get to experience the full extent of the game right but when it's something like crafting and having to look through millions of chests to find yeah. the exact recipe or um cooking or cutting down trees or i just want it to be a little bit more effective so i can focus on actually playing the game instead of doing all of these small little things that will take forever and that you have to keep repeatedly doing you know we got to look into that sean and i'm guessing there's more than just this mod because I, I i've heard people are making all types of mods out there like somebody oh, yeah, made yeah. a whole map of azeroth from world of warcraft or something like that so have you yeah, tried a sure. different mod too or is this the most popular one you're doing 
this is the only one that we've tried. We haven't played Valheim for so long. Um, so this is the one that we've, we were using now. And then maybe if we play it for a while and we figure out we get bored or want to try something else, we might do that. But with any game, um, there are going to be, because there are so many brilliant minds out there, we, we are going to see uh, different mods or different add-ons that are going to pop up from all these creators. Some are going to cost money, some are going to be free. It's the same with Don't Starve Together, The Sims, anything like that. And it just enhances the gameplay. So what do you, what do you find yourself playing mostly these days? Um, because I only play games when I stream at the moment, it's Valheim. Mm-hmm. But I did, because Steam had a is having a summer sale at the moment, so I did um, get Skyrim. Which I have played before. I am. I have every intention of playing that again. Mm-hmm. And then I have tried streaming um, Escape from Monkey I- Monkey's Island. I really enjoy that game. It's like old school. It's good fun. Uh, Don't starve together. Um, and also, when I'm not streaming and I do have the time, I like to play super old school, like Nintendo 64, like um, Zelda: Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, and also. One of my all-time favorite games is Soul Reaver uh, and Dark Cloud on PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I do want to play um, Assassin's Creed Valheim as well. Or Valhalla, Assassin's Creed Valhalla uh, at some point. But it's just a matter of having the time. And for me at the moment, my whole entire life is built around trying to make it as an international <laughs> actress. So. I, I saw when uh, when the person game made a maypole, you referred to Quidditch. Um, would you play a uh, <laughs> Would you play a Harry Potter MMO if that ever came out? And which house would you be in? Yes, I would. Um, up until very recently, I got sorted into Hufflepuff, but something has changed because now I keep getting sorted into. Um, Wait. What do you let me mean, guess. Uh, let me guess. Sorted. Where's the hat? You found the you're... hat. How do you keep getting? How are you getting sorted? <laughs> well, she think about where she lives, man. It's Ravenclaw. You're Ravenclaw, am I right? Clever. No, no, uh, man. I can't believe I just my mind is blank now. You're Gry- Gryffindor, Gryffindor for brave. Yeah, yeah brave. Yeah. So uh, there's an online portal where you answer a whole bunch of questions, and it will sort you into a house and. There's one of them that has a lot more questions than the others, and that's the that's the best one. So you just want to do so that you're one. In, you're into Harry. Well, you have a favorite book? I've, I'm so into Harry Potter. I love them all, all so right. much. I, it's I been do. a good podcast. Lately. I'm going to let these guys go. Talk about <laughs> I listen to the books on tape mostly, but I've literally listened to the books on tape like six times each now or something like that. It's amazing when I go back and keep re-listening, especially to like book four, like how dense it is and how many little clues there are here and there and stuff yeah. like that. Do you have a favorite book? Um. I, I would say it is probably number four, yes. Uh, number four, because it was the first book that I read myself. Really? When we were younger, my mom used to read them for us. Um, and then uh, as the fourth one came out, she bought it to me in English. And she's like, here you go. It's time for you to learn English. <laughs> read and it was huge, and like, right? Oh. That's like, that's a big book. That is a big book, yes. It took me a few weeks to read through. Um, it was an experience. I really enjoyed that. Uh, the number four is also my favorite movie, but my all-time favorite scene in Harry Potter is when uh, McGonagall, in the 
Um, yes. This is the She's, last one. She makes the statues come to life, right? Yes. She says, I always and wanted then she to goes, do that. I've always wanted to use that spell. That is <laughs> yes. my favorite, favorite, favorite scene of all yes. time. I think it's just brilliant. And McGonagall is my favorite character of all the Harry Potter characters. So I love that. Yeah. I love all that so much. Well, then you have to be in Gryffindor because she's your she's your housemaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That all yeah. makes sense now. It does make sense. <laughs> now, you don't have a strong Norwegian accent. One thing I noticed when I was in Norway is they have this weird way of inhaling between words and hi, hi and stuff like that. And I'm not hearing as much of that from you. And I noticed on your bio, you said you you kind of have a bit of an Australian accent, which I feel like I can hear. Where does that come from? I moved to Australia when I was 19. Um, I uh, have always wanted to go somewhere else for school. Like um, when I was younger, I wanted to do an exchange, but my mom said, number one, it's too expensive and it's not worth it. That's That was her opinion anyway. I'm not saying that it's not, but that was her opinion. Um, And then I said, okay, fine. I will do it when I study. So when I graduated high school, I applied to do a Bachelor of Psychological Science in Australia and got accepted, moved to Australia, and I stayed there for seven years before wow. I moved back. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's when I picked up the accent, I guess. <laughs> um, I do have a good ear for language as well, though. So I picked up. Um, in the beginning, it sounded a bit weird. Um, people re- reacted to it. They were just like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't even know. It's just happening naturally. <laughs> and then it started coming into this normal natural state so for anyone who isn't australian it sounds australian and for anyone who is australian now it sounds a little bit australian but not very Mm -hmm. um they can hear the norwegian in me but not many other people can Hmm. that's interesting and does norway still have the compulsory when you turn 18 you either do a year of like military or you do a year of social services to like kind of give back to the country is that still a thing that happens Yes. Um, I don't know about the year of social services, but um, I do know that uh, it's still, well, it's not really compulsory anymore. Like it is expected that you do it. Um, And for a long time, it was only for guys. And then they opened it up for girls, but it wasn't compulsory for girls. And then now I think they've had to make it a little bit less like you can sort of choose. Um, It really depends on um a lot of things you know you have to be physically fit for it you have to uh, have good eyesight you have to there's different placements as well but it is one thing that we still do yes um if somebody were to come and visit norway do you have any suggestions of where they should go or what they should do um yeah well i mean there norway is a small country but what you have to realize about the country is that there are still very massive um, like there's a lot of travel time between each site that you see, for instance, on Instagram. Uh, so it's very popular now to travel based on the photos that you see on Instagram and try and get uh, the best possible pictures, you know? Yeah. Like that guy anger, the big cliff thing on guy anger where you can stand and overlook the other, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's important to understand that Norway is an expensive country. And that there are going to be a lot of traveling between all these sites. So if you are going to do it, I would spend some time planning because you're going to like if you want to show up in Oslo, there's going to be a lot of things that you want to see in Oslo first, like Vigilandsparken, which is the the Narnia park yeah. that we talked about. Um, there is a lot of museums. 
there's quite a lot of really cool restaurants and bars and places to see. Um, and Akebrygge, which is the pier along the Oslofjorn, the fjord, uh, which is very cool. There are some islands you can visit in the fjord. Um, and then you may want to spend through two to three days there to just not have to run around. And then you might want to catch the train to Bergen and then see Prekestolen, um, you know, see the sites over there. And then maybe you want to fly from there to the north of Norway and see, uh, uh, like, see, see the mountains. Um, if you're in winter, you can see the northern lights. If you're in summer, you can see the midnight sun. Uh, Lofoten, of course, which is quite famous. There's a boat that goes all along the coastline from Bergen all the way up to Kirkenes, which is the northern northernest part, which is called Hurtigruten, or in English, Hurtigruten, as many people like to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, that one gives you the opportunity to explore all of the shores up along the coast of Norway, which is beautiful. Um, so just do some research. That's my best tip. And actually plan out your budget and be well aware of the fact that Things are really expensive yeah. here. Um, uh, Especially things like of... alcohol and cigarettes and things you don't necessarily need, right? Yeah. Those, those cost a lot and of food. money. Yes. A night on the town, uh, if you go out and you have dinner and then you have a few glasses of wine with it, you might be up to maybe between $100 and $300 um, for just that. And then if you want drinks on top of that, it's going to be even more expensive. Um, so another tip is to go and buy your alcohol at the store because it's cheaper. <laughs> and then drink a little bit before you go out. And then you won't <laughs> need as many drinks when you are out. <laughs> That's wise. Yeah. There's Isn't there a um, famous uh, artist there who makes trolls and like puts them out in the forests and things like this too? Is that, am I getting this right? I think so. Like, I don't know his name, but, or her name. I'm just right. sure. Yeah. But um, there are, you, if you travel through, you will see random trolls placed everywhere. We even have a troll park, which is called Hundefossen, mm -hmm. uh, which is up near Lillehammer, up past there. Um, and a, there's a giant troll there, which is pretty It's cool. a big part of the folklore there, right? It's a big part of the history or like the, the yes. yeah. It is absolutely like that. We have, not only do we have the Norse mythology with the Vikings, with Thor and Odin and Loki and all of that, um, we also have the mythology of the trolls, um, the Norwegian folk tales, which is also about talking animals. Um, we have, like, there's, there's quite a lot of cool stories that go around. And if you really look, if you travel through the mountains and you really look, you might be able to see something that looks like a face in the in the mountains and we like to say that's trolls that have been petrified because nice. they stayed out before after the sun came up and stuff like that which is mm. great it's just like yeah. the hobbit right when they trick them yeah Little exactly tricksters. yeah so, so you you go oh i got you on this one so you also had mentioned that you um you you do game design right or you have some influence there in, in your job and i'm wondering if 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 you um could change or add something maybe to to, to valheim to enhance it or to bring it to the next level um what what would you do what would you add to it or what would you uh, enhance about it to, to to make it better um well i don't 
do game design. I have a lot of friends who do game design. Some of my mods actually make, are in the middle of making their own games at the moment, which is very cool. We do animation, so we make uh, we write scripts and make 2D illustrations and animate these characters for businesses who need to get um, explainer videos, commercials, stuff like that. But um, one thing I am missing from it, although I love all the freedom, I wouldn't mind having a little bit of a storyline or having some missions or quests that you can do that are, because right now it's just you and uh, your friends or whoever's on the server playing together and building and stuff. But I would love to see some more folklore in there, not just <laughs> the monsters that you're fighting, but also um, like maybe there could be a village where you could do trading or um, go go there and there be, oh, we need you to destroy the trolls in the area because they're attacking our crops or, you know, stuff like that would add something more to the game, which I can see um, would probably make the game even more playable and people would play it for longer because when you've finished all the bosses now and you've built this massive, massive camping area, um, there's not much more to do. So some of the friends that I have on here that are helping us or step by our server, they have spent hundreds of hours playing Valheim already and are finished. And they're just sort of like, there's nothing else I can do. There's no point. Like they can make I do Hogwarts, right? They can make all those statues that McGonagall saw. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you can Hogwarts. do pretty much anything, but once you reach a certain point with sandboxes, you kind of get a little bit over it, I guess. Either yeah. that or putting it up on an online server where you can play with people that aren't your friends or Lots aren't of part of your server. Yeah. So it's more people and then you can maybe compete against each other and raid each other's villages and fight each other. That would add something interesting to it that could be more of an eternal potential, you know? Yeah. So those are That's my good. thoughts. That was so idea. funny. Nikki, I don't know if you saw that, but in the background of Sean, somebody stepped in the room, realized it was being recorded and literally walked backwards back out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh no i didn't see that <laughs> that was a good one now i've noticed when i check out the streamers playing valheim there are a lot of people from scandinavia have you noticed that buzz in norway or in the scandinavian countries that there there is a special connection with this game i know it is for you but i'm wondering if it's a bigger thing for all of norway from what you can tell i'm not actually sure because i don't really know that many people who game uh in norway most of my community is international. Yeah. Um, I know there was so much talk about um, uh, the Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. And a lot of people that I know have been involved in one way or another, making the music, doing the mocap, doing the voices, um, stuff like that. So that's very cool. And there's a lot of pride in that yeah it's kind of like you know it, it's kind of like the first time in harry potter when they said oh it's norwegian witchback uh and everybody was like oh, <laughs> yeah norway. norway mentioned in a movie i think that was the first time i've ever heard norway mentioned in a movie where it's not a parody <laughs> of something and no, i was just like oh my gosh speaking of but, pride uh, when i was in norway there was a lot of smack talk of, against Sweden. It's almost like a brotherly competition, <laughs> neighborly competition. Yeah. Like we're Norway, you're Sweden, we're different, we're better. Is that a thing? You, do you guys give each other a hard time sometimes? It is a thing, but it's more of a joke. Like okay. <laughs> I don't actually believe that there are any Norwegians out there walking. Well, there might be. I'm not going to say there, <laughs> there's not anyone, 
but I would be surprised if anyone walks around thinking they're better than Sweden. Um, <laughs> but it is kind of like a job. It's kind of like Australia, New Zealand, or America and Canada. Yeah. The only yeah. thing is I don't take offense by being mistaken for being Swedish because I think personally Swedish people are gorgeous and beautiful and <sighs> Swedish people are probably more friendly and sociable What? right off the bat than Norwegians. Norwegians are when they <laughs> get drunk or when they're on holiday. But other than that, we are a little bit of an awkward country with What? people who heard distance. Um, with Sweden is more social and friendly and all of that. Um, I know that America... I think Americans get offended if they get mistaken for Canadians. I'm not exactly sure, but that's what I've heard anyway. Yeah, we get uh, we get upset about just about everything. Just give, <laughs> give, just give, just point us at something, we'll get upset about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so that's it's just a friendly banter thing. Like we have jokes, and they have jokes on their side, but we travel across the border all the time to buy cheaper food and alcohol so that's what mm. i heard i, I heard yeah. that a lot that norwegians will go to sweden to buy stuff and then and i don't know if this is an appropriate joke but they would say the swedish would come over to steal the most attractive people and bring oh. them back to marry <laughs> i've never heard that one um i know the vikings did that at some point but um uh what i do know is that it is cheaper over there compared to norway so a lot of people go over there and just across the border and buy all the meat and all the alcohol and all of the food that they can over there and then bring it back and freeze it or keep it here um to Sean, save money. it's like you do in valheim you go and get me all the meat and then you bring it back so i can keep the wolf camp going so nick you were actually at a very similar point in the game we're right around boss three four which it looks like is where you guys are too right Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're trying like that's what we were trying to do last <laughs> last time with the boat, trying to get to boss number four and set up a camp there so we could travel easier. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Now, before I let you go, I want to ask one spoiler. Sean, are you gonna? Don't get off, Sean. Just stay on for this one. Sean doesn't like hearing. No, I, I just might take my headphones off. It depends on what you ask. Do we'll you see. know what? Have you found one of these dragon eggs up in the snow? And if so, what do you do with these things? They are so cool. We found them. We haven't done anything with them yet. We don't know Ooh. what they are for. I feel like Hagrid. I feel like Hagrid. I'm so excited. <laughs> I got my little dragon egg and I'm Norbert and I'm just waiting for that thing to pop open. I tried putting it on a fire, didn't do anything. Now I'm just kind of hoping it does something. Well, I, I don't know. I have a feeling that it's some sort of sacrifice for the boss or something. Uh, I, I don't know sure. because you know how you need bones for the bone. Yes. You need certain things. But I'm hoping that it's not. I would love to have a dragon pet, but I, I honestly have no idea. We haven't really looked too close into that yet, but I'm guessing later today, because I'm streaming in a few hours, uh, we might find out. <laughs> that would be <laughs> amazing. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, well, so if anybody wants to check out uh, Nikki's streaming, you go to twitch.tv, uh, N-I-X-I-B, And uh, in case you didn't know, uh, Twitch is actually owned by Amazon. If you have an Amazon Prime account, you can subscribe to Nikki's channel for free. It won't cost you anything. You can also obviously subscribe for $5 a month and pay for it. But I want, want to let you know, you just go to her channel on Twitch, hit the subscribe button, and it's going to give you these options, especially if you're on a desktop. It'll give you the option to subscribe for free using your monthly Prime subscription. And you're putting money in Nikki's pocket. It doesn't cost you anything if you got Amazon Prime. And hey, even if you don't have an Amazon Prime, 
go ahead and shoot her a subscription and it uh, keeps this community alive and going. Um, Nikki, I want to thank you so much for being on with us today. You're wonderful. You're such a hard worker and I wish nothing for the best, uh, but the best for you in the future. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me guys. It's been fun. <laughs> yeah, we really appreciate you taking time um, out of your very busy life to, to be on the show with us. And um, I want to also say that there's a lot of people that listen to this show and anybody who might be connected down in LA or in New York or any other places that do casting or that are into looking for talent, raw talent that's out there. There you go. Please go and check out Nikki right now. Please go check her out, Nikki B. And let's find her the next best role in any one of these upcoming Marvel movies that's happening or Aww. any one of these awesome <laughs> events or TV shows that's happening. Mandalorian make season this three. Yeah, look, people have dreams, right? And what I love is that when people just go after it with their whole heart, like they're you're doing everything the right way. I have no doubt that you will be successful in your life. And it's Thank this you. super I have an eleven year old daughter and I'm just like, you make me super excited to for, for her life and like what she can do and so thank you for that thank you That's very kind thank you <laughs> you bet you bet we wish you the best nikki um and i'm gonna check your your show out tonight and i'm gonna see what happens with this dragon egg and <laughs> <the fourth boss. laughs> thank you thank you so much thank you nikki. Right. bye everybody bye be good bye Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you would like to hear more from Purple Elf Productions, check out ForeverQuest, an EverQuest podcast. It's an exploration extravaganza of the first massive multiplayer online role-playing game ever made. Journey with Jeff and Sean as they explain raids, interview streamers, and explore the vast lore of this amazing game.